0: what's going on good people and welcome to live by the three raptors podcast with your boy curly give me a follow on the instagram page at live by the period number three on on twitter at live by the zero three for more raptors content podcast news or if you just want to talk hoops please feel free to hit me up on either platform now i do appreciate everyone's patience on getting out this reaction pod i'm still under the weather but i'm on the mend trending upward i appreciate all those who sent their well wishes it's just that time of year i like to take pride and taking care of myself and not everything is perfect just like the raptors season so again trending upward gonna be 100 but we're going to continue to power through it and deliver the pause that you have grown accustomed to and what i feel that everybody deserves so with that being said On December 16th, the Raptors were at home hosting the Brooklyn Nets. They were going to be more shorthanded, and I'm referring to the Raptors, who were going to be without Gary Trent Jr., who was was out with quad soreness, to go along with OG, Pressure Sachua, and Otto Porter Jr. For the Nets, they were relatively healthy. I think it was only Patty Mills that was out with a non-COVID illness, so I assume that he didn't travel with the team. But the Raptors still had Pascal, Scotty Barnes... Played well last game, same with Fred VanVleet. You still had a job to do, you still had to go out there and give it your best shot against a team that pretty much had your number all season long. And despite the outcome, there's still a lot of positives to take away from this game. But when there's positives, there's some negatives. So similar to what we did last episode, let's focus on the negatives and then we'll jump right into the positives. For our first negative, it was the rebounding not to say that the nets out rebounded the raptors by a large margin but they always seem to get the timely rebound the better effort on the glass it was only a 35 to 32 difference but 33 defensive rebounds for the brooklyn nets to the raptors 25 that has continued to be a problem for the raptors it wasn't an issue earlier on in the season but as the season progresses it's getting progressively worse that desire to have that presence in the middle i know Coloco was supposed to solve some of that not really working right now still has to go through some development i imagine that the raptors are just biding time until presto sachua is healthy but either way rebounding is a desire the nets were the far more energetic team on that side of the ball and when you're undermanned you need those efforts you need the little extra boost you need to do the little things that are going to make all the difference and unfortunately on the glass tonight was not an area of success for the raptors second negative would be the perimeter shooting and the defense surrounding it and it's not to say that Again, the Nets shot it better than the Raptors. The Nets shot it poorly the same way the Raptors did. They both combined for 18 for 50 from three with nine each. But it was the timely threes and a way the threes happened for the Brooklyn Nets. And more times than not, it was off of a double team of Durant, but mainly Kyrie Irving, where they would swing the ball around and somebody would be left open. And it kind of ties into my next point when it comes to paying attention to the finer details. Those are some of the finer details. Know your personnel, know who's on the floor at all times. Leaving Utah Watanabe, former Raptor, who leads the league in three point percentage last time I checked, to leave him wide open because of an overcommitment and overreaction to Kyrie getting into the paint is not going to win you basketball games. That execution is so crucial in those moments. And we've seen it time and time again that the Raptors have not remained composed in that area and has ultimately cost us some basketball games. But let's focus on the biggest negative of the night. And it would have to be, well, negative if you're a Raptors or positive if you are a Brooklyn Nets fan or a fan of basketball in that moment to see kyrie irving hit his first career game winning three against the raptors it's exciting to witness but also terrible to witness because we've suffered so many times in the closing moments of basketball games historically that this is just another one for the books highly difficult shot very interested into knowing what was the matchup defensively for that play knowing that Kyrie Irving was gonna get the basketball Pascal was on Kevin Durant but you were double-teaming either one of them all game but mainly Kyrie Irving and then that moment you decided to guard him one-on-one and Kyrie Irving I know a lot of people were giving Fred some flack there, but Kyrie Irving is one of the fastest, if not the fastest player with the ball in his hand, and I don't even think it's close. I don't think anybody can stay in front of him. Maybe OG could have challenged that shot better, but I don't know if anybody else is doing anything different. Either way, it did not have to come down to that shot. Kudos to Scottie Barnes for tying the game up. On what looked like an apparent goal 10 at 116 apiece. But to see that buzzer beater go down to help the Nets seal the victory over the Raptors, it was absolutely heartbreaking and ultimately leading to a 119 116 victory. But there were some positives. And let's talk about it real quick. Scotty Barnes. When we needed a bucket, Scotty Barnes was our go to. He got to the free throw line early and often. He got to his spots. Not much seemed to be forced, but in a game like this, you want him to work through those ups and downs in a, in a game. You want him to look for his opportunities when it's available to him. Could he have passed some looks off? Absolutely. But if we want Scotty Barnes to be the Scotty Barnes of old, he needs to get those touches And he definitely had the opportunities tonight Pascal didn't have it on offense tonight which is a rare occasion for him I know he had a bad game last game not too often we're gonna see back-to-back bad games from Pascal but Scotty Barnes definitely benefited from it as did Fred Van Vliet Fred Van Vliet led the charge right off the bat and that coincides with another positive note is having a great start they had the great start that they were looking for, being led by Fred Van Vliet. He also played forty min, over 40 minutes, and he was doing it all. He was getting into the paint, he was shooting with confidence, he was engaged defensively, creating opportunities for others. What we have been missing from Fred Van Vliet is exactly what we got from him the last two games. And... It's unfortunate and quite frustrating that Pascal and Freddie cannot have good games at the same time. It's always one or the other, but it's one of the good problems to have on this team. And, you know, when this team is healthy, someone is not going to get their touches that night. And that's okay. But if it means that the team is winning basketball games, you will live with the end result. And speaking of opportunities, Malachi Flynn. A great game off the bench begs the question as to why he doesn't get more consistent minutes if he plays like this. Now, I'm not going to say that he's been the perfect player. We'll see a game like this, and then the next game, it's non-existent. And I think that's the trouble that the Raptors continue to struggle with as they want to contend, but they also want to develop or bank on internal development, which leads to some of the problems that we have right now. But if Malachi can string together a couple games like this, it's going to be hard to keep him off the floor. He needs to go out there and do his thing. And he definitely played with a certain level of freedom tonight. 28 minutes, 13 points, 2 for 5 from 3, 1 for 2 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 1 steal. Those are similar to Gary Trent numbers. And it's something that this team needs. So if they're not going to go out and make the trade that in my opinion and opinion of others should do in in terms of addressing our perimeter woes and our lack of identity in the middle by going out and getting some better rim protection that at least we can make do with some of the guys that we have on our bench and these opportunities don't come often for malachi but when they do he takes advantage so hopefully this is a sign of things to come and something that he can build on but what are you going to do when one of the best basketball players the best one-on-one basketball players (laughs) with the ball in their hand hit a game-winning shot despite your best efforts just got to tip your hat off and I tip my hat off to these Raptors right now this is the best they've looked even though they're coming off the string of losses but these last two games against the Kings and Nets it's the best they've looked all December long in my opinion and if they can capture that when this team is healthy we will be a force but it's about being consistent in that area and getting a level of consistency from our top five guys even our top eight guys and that continues to be a challenge for the raptors but let's break down the stats so the brooklyn nets shot 46 for 76 from the field giving them 61 percent 9 for 26 from three giving them 37 and 18 for 23 from three at 78 the Raptors shot 41 for 84 from the field given the 49% 9 for 24 from 3 at 36% and 25 for 29 from the free throw line at 86% I'm definitely impressed with the way that the Raptors have been knocking down to free throws as of late it has been a problem for the last couple of seasons and to see them clean it up it is great to see when we're looking at the other stats there was a lot of one-on-one basketball for the Raptors so the ball was definitely sticking a lot more than the brooklyn nets the ball movement was better on brooklyn's side and the shot making or the timely shot making i should say definitely benefited the nets 22 to the raptors 17. the raptors were able to force the brooklyn nets into a higher turnover ratio 15 to the raptors 9. the raptors benefited from the turnovers with 21 points off turnovers to the brooklyn nets 10. and as i previously mentioned the fast break points Tipped in the Brooklyn Nets favor 19 to 11 and points in the paint favored the Raptors, but no surprise. there, 56 to 50 now as we look at the starters Pascal Siakam Juancho Hernan Gomez got to start Christian Coloco Definitely for stylistic reasons when you're guarding Nicholas Claxton Scotty Barnes and Fred VanVleet Pascal Siakam tough night at the office I think you can definitely appreciate a player of OG's caliber and how difficult it is to guard the best player every single night and to give you double-digit scoring. Pascal is a good defender, but he had a tall order in terms of guarding Kevin Durant and trying to be a beacon of offense on the other end was definitely a challenge for him, not to mention with all the double teams that he would get. 17 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal, seven for 15 from the field, one for two from three, two for two from the free throw line. Did not get the opportunities that he would normally get. It's been a struggle for him when he gets into the paint. Don't know if there's an injury there. But he definitely looks a step slow. Doesn't have that same kind of explosiveness. I don't know if it's the length of some of these teams that are bothering him. Or the physicality. But he can definitely improve in in that area. And there were definitely flashes of it. But the Nets were definitely zeroing in on him. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Heavy dose of minutes tonight. 41 minutes. 8.6 rebounds. 1 assist. 3 for 5 from the field. 1 for 3 from 3. 1 for 2 from the free throw line. Not a terrible game from Wancho, only a second game back. You definitely want a little bit more production from him if he's going to be on the floor for 41 minutes. But I think it was great to see him play those 41 minutes. You definitely want him to be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end. Like, that's what he's there for. One for three is not bad, but take those opportunities, you know, take advantage of them. Let them fly because as this team continues to struggle from the perimeter, you're definitely going to need all the help you can get as some of their better shooters in OG and Gary Trent Jr. are out of the lineup. Christian Coloco, not a terrible game from him. Didn't get into a lot of foul trouble, four points, three rebounds, two assists, one for four from the field, two for two from the free throw line. Nicholas Claxton is what we would like Christian Coloco to be. And Claxton, I believe is in his second or third year was just the aggressor tonight i think somebody online said that why does nicholas claxton turn into ben wallace when he plays the raptors and it's true but i have him on my fantasy team and it's not just the raptors he does this occasionally to other teams as well but it's far more physical than Coloco is right now and i think that's where the struggle is for Coloco is the physicality and the lack of strength he's still young Definitely don't think this would happen if you had, say, a Precious Achua in there, but again, part of the growing pains of having a young player, he'll simply have to work through it. But Not a terrible game from him, but not a great game from him also. Scotty Barnes, like I said tonight, had a great game. Seems to be playing better at home, 26 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 seal, 8 for 18 from the field, but 10 for 11 from the free throw line, didn't hit any threes. This is what you want. This is what you want him to do. This is what you want to see from him. You want to see that takeover ability. He has that in him. We saw that last season and he sputtered a bit this season. But this is how he can be impactful. Getting out in transition, getting to his spots, taking advantage of what the defense is giving and being aggressive. When he's passive, he's a completely different player and we're a completely different team. This is the kind of aggression that you want. And he's taking full advantage of it. So hopefully it can continue and fred van vliet steady Freddy. like i said led the charge tonight led the charge last night 39 points five rebounds four assists one steal and one block 14 for 24 from the field four for nine from three seven for eight you love that Freddy has found his shot found his rhythm he's getting into the paint he's not a great finisher but he's keeping pressure on the defense and it's exactly what we need especially as some of our players work through their respective funks It is clear that this team is better when Fred VanVleet is hitting these shots. Now we just need Pascal and Freddie to be on the same page in order for us to ascend up the standings. But it seems like it's going to take some time, especially as we battle through injuries. But you definitely love what you're seeing from Freddie right now. And you can just only hope that he continues to build off of it. When we look at our role players, Thaddeus Young, four points, four rebounds, one assist, limited minutes, limited opportunity. Not much you can say he's he's been mr. Consistent in whatever role you've put him in so not a terrible game from him Chris Boucher however 16 minutes five points three rebounds one steal one for three from the field and it's only his three where he took three attempts and two For two from the free throw line. He has not been good. We are waiting for him to recapture that form It has been a struggle for him. He is not as trigger happy I don't know what's going on, but he's afraid to do things offensively. It looks like, and he's not taking quality shots as he normally would. Or maybe the Raptors aren't generating enough of those opportunities. Maybe it's a mixture of both. But either way, Chris Boucher needs to be better. And like I previously mentioned, Malachi Flynn, twenty-eight minutes tonight, thirteen points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. Just a great game from him. You definitely hope he can build off of it, and not not just a flash on the pan, but If he can give you this kind of production, he needs to play more. And as the Raptors continue their struggles, and I I know I'm repeating myself, they have to make do with what they got. So play them until they give you a reason not to play them. Sad to say, but another heartbreaking defeat for the Raptors. But they'll have an opportunity for redemption and to right that wrong. Clean things up against the defending champs on December 18th with a 6 p.m. tip-off. Going against the Golden State Warriors that are going to be without Steph Curry, who is out with a shoulder injury. I believe both Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins are game time decisions. So the Raptors are not getting a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team, which may work out in their favor. Not because of the team being unhealthy, but more so on the idea that the Golden State Warriors are not a very good row team. I believe they're 2-15 on the season. But they're still not a team to be taken lightly. They have championship pedigree similar to the Raptors. They're going to go down swinging for the most part. And I think it's a very simple solution when we're looking at the keys to victory for the Raptors. Priority number one, get out to a great start. I know it hasn't always meant a victory in the end but it's much better to start off hot than start off cold and try to get out of a deficit after being down for quite some time. Get out to a hot start and do your best to maintain it. Second would be limit transition opportunities. It's very simple. The Golden State Warriors like to get out and transition. They like to run and gun limit those opportunities get back on defense and watch them from the perimeter and that would be my third and final key to victory limit perimeter shots do not lose their shooters there's no reason to double team anybody on this team clay thompson is still a threat from the perimeter jordan Poole is an excellent one-on-one player but definitely not Steph. and they're going to be vulnerable defensively without key guys like draymond and andrew wiggins potentially being out of the lineup get into the paint take advantage they don't have no presence on the inside with the exception of kavan looney play to your strength and that is get those buckets on the inside Hopefully, it's going to translate into a dub if they take care of business. But I definitely like the way the Raptors have been playing as of late. They need to maintain this energy, maintain this effort, and they will be able to win these close games much sooner rather than later. We will see what goes down on Sunday night. And that's it for me. Thank you to all listeners doing all for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. Appreciate you dealing with the raspiness of my voice i I do apologize once again but again powering through it and we're trending upwards so hopefully it will be and it will be better much sooner rather than later as per usual if you haven't done so already please rate follow and like the podcast it'll mean so much if you take the time to do so and until the next episode everyone please stay healthy and stay safe good people peace